Hey, Joel here. It's Dining Around across the nation and around the world. We're eating and drinking. It's food, it's wine, it's travel. And over the last short period of time, I've decided to check out some restaurants that have been in business for a while. I say this because we oftentimes get excited about these new places, um, a, a young chef or, or a chef who's changed careers or all of these things. And I appreciate that and the effort that goes into it. However, Looking at restaurants that have been in business for a period of time and successful is equally as important because that's where the inspiration comes from comes from for some other chefs. They eat at these establishments and think about what their future might hold as well. So here we are in the capital of American gastronomy. We're eating and we're drinking and we're enjoying ourselves. And I'm fortunate to be in the restaurant E&O Kitchen and Bar. And we're joined now by two individuals, Joyce Goldstein, who's a celebrated author and chef. She's a consultant and she has many hats that she wears and also she's a friend. We're also joined by Chef Sharon Nam. She's the director of operations of this flavor forward restaurant that has been in business for 20 years. Joyce, thank you for, I don't know, being a part of the show today. Well, I was here in the opening days of E&O. So 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Uh, I started as a consultant writing the menu, developing the recipes, and Gary Wu, who had been my sous chef at Square One, was here as the chef. Okay. And he worked really, really hard. This is a big restaurant, lots of stairs up and down for the prep kitchen. And after about a year and a half, he was not a spring chicken. He decided <laughs> it was too much, and he left. And the restaurant, when he was here, got great reviews. And then over time, the people that stepped into that position weren't following the recipes. Okay. And one day our critic came in and gave it a bad review and the owners were shocked what had happened. And so they called me to come back in mm -hmm. and eat everything and the minute I tasted it I said they're not following the recipes. Which happens. It does. And it's artistic sort of license aside, when you have a menu, it should be the menu. Well, yeah? exactly. And then over time, they went through the remodel. They had another consultant. Mm -hmm. And um, about, I don't know, what, five years ago, I was called in to work with Sharon. Mm -hmm. And Sharon and I looked at the menu, and I said, what do you love? What do you think can be fixed? Mm -hmm. What do you want to get rid of? Mm -hmm. And we worked our way through, and she came up with beautiful new ideas. And at a certain point, I said, well, okay, you guys don't need me. You have a real chef here. I can go home. <laughs> uh, so that's the story. But also the other thing about ENO, ENO was pioneering, and when it opened, there was a brewery downstairs. They really? had a fabulous brewmaster. So this was, 20 years ago, a brew pub? Underneath, downstairs, Underneath. there was a huge production facility mm -hmm. to make beer. But 20 years ago, California was totally wine-centric, mm -hmm. and so the beer thing eventually phased out. And of course now, 2017, mm -hmm. beer is hotter than oh, ever yeah. before. Fort Point, local, Lagunitas, I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. So you just never know where you're ahead of the game, and, you know, and then you see it 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Well, we could have kept it, but of course, mm -hmm. things change. But right. change can be good, mm -hmm. and when change is for the positive, as we've seen here you mm -hmm. know the food just gets better and better and better i come in as a customer <laughs> and <laughs> Which i says get a lot. food to go well and and you're <laughs> you're an individual who has been in the industry for a while and i know and I, and i read blog posts and i hear about things and spottings and i know that you do frequent a number of restaurants in town there's perbaco is always a part yeah, of it and, a lot. and here at you know kitchen <laughs> yeah. and 
it says a lot when when you can choose a space to return to frequently. Yeah. When you want to come in. Yeah. When I can drop in after going to the dentist up the street and say, can I get a, an order of fried rice to go? Uh-huh. And they know it's me because Sharon <laughs> says, it must be Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharon, I want to bring you into this conversation. Um, because you worked with this new menu over the past couple of years to bring it up. And I know that you are showcasing anniversary menu, sorry, an anniversary menu as well. What was it like, or what is it like working with somebody like Joyce and recreating something? Well, you know, given her history and her um, sort of talents and the many hats that she wears, obviously because she had been here since day one and sort of watched the menu and sort of the restaurant evolve over the years it was really uh, easy to go back to the things that were really successful Mm -hmm. and sort of take things from there so you know even things like the fried rice here it started out as an Indonesian fried rice 20 years ago Um, so we sort of tried to take it back to the the flavors that were that she remembered Mm -hmm. and that we sort of were familiar with back then but you know keeping it fresh because we're trying to sort of use the ingredients of today um yeah things like that so combining the two you know you find that over the years even with restaurants and trying to keep it fresh most people do relate to um, flavor Mm -hmm. and sort of things that they can feel sort of have memories with or um, comfort so you know we try to keep the food fresh but still tasteful and um you know even Things like mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know you've had that as a kid. Right. But you still love it today. And so classics like that will never go out of style. Yeah. And flavor memory is, is important. Uh, I think that even with a, a chef working in a kitchen or part of the chef team in the kitchen, um, having that flavor memory, it really, really does assist in, in creating something. Now, sometimes it's conflicting with others, but that's just the way chefs work. Sure. And, you know, I remember tastes as a child and wanting to sort of recreate that, but I know it won't be exactly the same. And you want to still, um, you know, using ingredients or techniques that are used today because there are just some things that are better mm-hmm. um, than the way it was 20 years ago. So. so on your menu today and the general menu, not simply the anniversary member menu, um, what is different? I mean, you mentioned the fried rice. Uh, what is something that, what are some of the things that people come in for and absolutely crave? Uh, shaking beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ENO has offered it over the years, but we've offered different iterations of it. So either by the ingredients or the sauce or the technique that we're using. Um, a few years back, we um, got a walk station for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that 20 years ago didn't exist. Um, so just even having that into the kitchen and cooking the shaking beef in the wok is a completely different flavor than you would have in a saute pan. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even though the dish may have been around for a while, it still tastes different than what you may remember if you right. were here 10 years ago or 15 years ago or even five years ago. But I guess you're always, always tweaking and improving. And you've been in the industry for a period of time as well. You worked with Jeremiah Tower at Stars and you've worked at a number of restaurants as well. So you bring that history forward with your restaurant here. Which is which is good. <laughs> Sorry. Why am I saying it's good? Of course it's good. Absolutely. Listen, Choice, I want to bring it back to you because um, in creating the, the menu, and I'm not sure maybe Sharon wants to answer too, but in creating this historic menu, looking back, what did you look to to, to serve nowadays? 
Well, I sent Sharon all the recipes, I think, from the beginning, and she selected the ones that would fit in, sort of a mixture of old and new. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Indonesian corn fritters have been on the menu since day one. And I, I remember those completely. Yeah. That's one of yeah. my, I, and, I, and I think about it when I think of E&O Kitchen, I'm like, oh, we have to have corn fritters. Corn fritters. You, know, that's, you want everything else, but you're like, oh, that, yeah. And then we had satays on, and when they originally opened this, they put in a pizza oven, and I thought, oh Why? my God. Don't ask, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But I said, we can make naan in there. Mm -hmm. And so that was developing recipes to use the equipment. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a wok stove when we opened. Everything was done in saute pans, and so that makes certain dishes not Mm going to work. And I think in planning the menu, we tried mm -hmm. to keep each dish pure. If it was Chinese, it was Chinese. If it was Indonesian, it was Indonesian. Mm -hmm. If it was Indian, it was Indian. And we tried not to do fusion, but to keep the food pretty clean Mm -hmm. from each culture. Was 20 years ago, was fusion the big thing? The 90s was the era of okay. fusion, and unfortunately, a lot of it is coming back right now, and I Some think they terrible. call it mash-ups, which uh-huh. is just the way I feel about it, <laughs> mashed up. But, um, you know, Sharon has a great sense of food history and culture, and when she puts on a dish, she knows its origin, and mm. she keeps it, and isn't trying to turn it into, you know, an American version mm. of it, or you know, Japanese mixed with Chinese mixed with mm-hmm. Korean, you know, all together. And, and oftentimes, if it is a more pure form, it just tastes better. There's a reason why it was developed over time and has lasted. There's a reason why there are classic dishes, because you can remember them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of the problems with fusion food is that things get thrown together and you don't remember them. Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of whizzed in and out of your mouth and they were not memorable. So I think keeping classics like shaking beef mm-hmm. or any of these things on the menu, people remember them. Yeah, they may be a slightly different version, but mm-hmm. it's a classic dish and you sort of know what you're going to get and you have this expectation mm-hmm. of wanting to eat it. You remember it. That's true. So you want it to be right. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, Sharon, let's. Uh, I mentioned... So I already talked about what um, sort of the new items on the menu and, and this kind of forward. But um, let's talk about the restaurant itself so that people can think about coming in. Joyce mentioned that it's quite large. You're here on Union Square. Uh, what is your typical diner? Who is your typical diner? We get a mixture of both locals and um, people who come in out of town either for business or for vacation or other reasons. So I would say 40% tourists, 60% um, either Bay Area diners and um, so we do every night is is a mixture that way um, and it's always fun to introduce those that have that are new to the city or it's their first time here mm-hmm. um, and to this kind of cuisine because oftentimes it's something they wouldn't have back home so. yeah that's that's an interesting point because of course if we're a resident of the Bay Area we're so fortunate to have such a wide diverse uh, concept of cuisine but if you're not you may only have one or two places that you don't visit so and your cuisine is absolutely elevated we were here uh, for a Christmas meal we were shopping on Union Square and came in and had a fabulous meal here and I just 
thought that that was the perfect end to like a long day of shopping on Union Square to come in and have a couple of cocktails and hop in a car service and go home afterward. Well, and that's all we want. You know, at the end of the day, we're here to to feed people and make sure that they have a great experience. And, you know, today dining out really is an experience Mm -hmm. now. Um, You know, it's not that, oh, we're going to dinner and a movie. It's we're going to dinner. True. And that's our entertainment for the night. So we want to make sure that those that come in are happy and that they are entertained uh, in the sense of the food and the service that we provide. Marlis, Sharon, thank you so much. And thanks for having me here at the restaurant. And Joyce, before I leave you, I, what are you working on in addition to here at ENO? Because ENO is a marvelous space, but I know you have other projects on the I way. I have a few other projects. I'm consulting on two hotel restaurants that are going to have Mediterranean restaurants. One hotel is under construction now, brand new. The other one is a hotel that's been around that's doing a a revamp. And then I'm completing a book on preserves for 10-speed press. And my jam cellar is overflowing, so Joel, you ought to stop by and (laughs) ring the bell and Uh pick up a few things to take home. I I will accept that offer, and I will be at your door (laughs) knocking. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Joyce, and thank you, Sharon. Uh, E&O Kitchen and Bar is located at 314 Sutter Street in San Francisco. It's eosanfrancisco.com. They've been in business for 20 years, and you can come in and have menu items that harken back and look back to this period of time that that Joyce and Chef Sharon have put together. If you want to check out more about Joyce Goldstein, it's JoyceGoldstein.com. And uh, right, I'm Joel. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, at Joel Riddell, and uh, dining around more food, wine, and travel next time.